Welcome to the Second Mom's Circle. I'm Dawn Baggett, your host, and as an adoptive mom myself and a post-adoption mom coach, I want you to feel welcome here as this is a safe space for you, adoptive moms who are maybe finding yourself in the gap. What is the gap? Well, the gap is something that I identified not only in my own life and my own family, but also in many, many others. And it happens that as adoptive moms, we often find ourselves in a gap with inadequate or even almost non-existent support and ineffective support in our roles as adoptive mom. It kind of feels like the rug is just pulled out from under you sometimes. So if that's something that you can relate to, let's dive in. What is parental abuse? That is today's question on this episode of Legacy Living Today. I'm Dawn Baggett. Parental abuse also called by other names, CPV, Child to Parent Violence, APV, Adolescent to Parent Violence. This is when a child or adolescent abuses a parent. This can be done through words, threatening, or physical actions, and often results in fear for the safety of the abused parent. It usually refers to physical violence. However, there are other types of abuse as well. If you are being threatened or physically harmed by your teenager, it's important to take steps to ensure your safety. This may mean leaving the home temporarily until things calm down, calling the police or seeking help from a friend or family member. Here's an important caveat. You might be hesitant to think of what you've been experiencing as parental abuse, and that's okay. The word abuse is certainly a loaded one these days. I wouldn't even advise you to use this word unless and until you've thought through the ramifications and are clear in the way you're using it, since it has different connotations depending on the the context and who is receiving the communication. Abuse as a legal allegation should be clearly distinguished from other uses, such as in mental health arenas or just in thinking through what is happening and how you're feeling. And so while it's unfortunate that the same word is used in the reality, it is the reality that we live in. And whether your experiences all rise to the level of abuse in a legal sense, I want you to consider in a general sense the effects that what you're experiencing has on you and what if any danger or risk is still present. It is also important to seek professional help to address the underlying issues that may be contributing to your teenager's violent behavior. Parents are often surprised to learn that their child's aggression may be due to undetected mental health issues, such as depression, anxiety, ADHD, complex PTSD, 
therapists can help identify and treat these issues, which may help reduce your teenager's risk of engaging in future acts of violence. It's worth noting that this is a process and in no way a guarantee that your child or teen will not become violent again. In the meantime, you must take steps to keep yourself and the rest of your family safe. Your safety is what we're focusing on here today. So remember, you are responsible for your safety. If you feel like you're in imminent danger, remove yourself from the situation and call the police if needed. This isn't legal advice, so you might want to find out what processes are in place in your locale and be talking to legal professionals, domestic violence uh, professionals and helper people where you live who are experienced in similar matters. And that should give you some insights on your options. But be aware that sometimes things don't go as expected and you need to be strategic in how you handle things, if time permits. Your emotional safety is important as well. If you're always on guard against threats and fear of what's going to happen next, you may not feel safe emotionally. You may feel afraid you might accidentally say something to set your teen or other family member off and start an explosive episode walking on eggshells, in other words. Financial safety can be another issue. Property damage, theft, unauthorized purchases, these can be financial safety issues. Question, do you need a safety plan? Here's the deal. If anyone in your home, including your teenager, has a pattern of aggression, it's important to create a safety plan for your specific situation and concerns. You can do this on your own with a friend or perhaps with the help of a counselor or coach. A safety plan is a set of steps that you and others in your family can take to minimize the risk of violence or injury. Here are some general tips for creating a safety plan. If you haven't, you may want to clearly communicate to your teenager and the whole family that there is no excuse for violence and that there will be consequences if they act aggressively. However, remember, your teen's agreement or cooperation should not be a factor in your ability to carry out your safety plan and to, to have your own boundaries, your personal boundaries. Your safety and that of your family cannot depend upon the cooperation of the most volatile member, member of the family. Obviously, keep any guns or weapons locked up and out of reach preferably off the premises of your home. You may also want to invest in a lockbox or lockable cabinet for sharks, such as kitchen knives, scissors, tools, etc. And if things tend to be thrown around or broken, you can use inexpensive plastic glasses instead of breakable ones, paper plates, and put away breakable knickknacks and precious framed photos for safekeeping, at least temporarily. Consider creating a safe space for yourself and your loved ones away from your teenager when needed. 
have an exit strategy in case things escalate. Have someone else around to help monitor the situation, especially during a especially difficult conversation or a conflict type episode. Develop a support system for yourself and then identify and notice triggers and patterns around your teen's violent behaviors and leading up to them. In addition to your personal safety plan, that may include other people, children, pets, you may also want to create a safety plan with your teenager when they have a pattern of aggression. The plan should include safe people and places that your teen can go to if they feel like they're getting angry or losing control and a way to safely remove themselves from a situation that's becoming too much for them or too dangerous. You also want to make sure your teen knows how to de-escalate situations and use self-calming techniques. Whatever counseling or program used to help them is going to depend a lot on their willingness and openness to learn, change, and grow. You can set an example of this by taking your own safety seriously. How can you do this? How can you prioritize safety? Well, making safety the top priority and making it a non-negotiable is step one. When you're flexible on most other things, this will stand out as something serious to you. Don't leave safety to chance. Make it clear that safety's a priority. As a matter of fact, a routine thing in everyday activities. If your safety is ever at risk, you need to take steps to ensure safety first and foremost. If that means distancing yourself from your aggressive child or other family member, then that's what you need to do. If another member is inflaming and inciting your child, then that person is an unsafe person for you both. Safety should always be your number one concern when interacting with an aggressive family member or extended family member even. And if you feel like you're in danger, you may need to ensure your safety by removing yourself from the situation or seeking help from authorities. If possible, try to de-escalate the situation by communicating clearly and calmly. It may also be helpful to find someone who can mediate the discussion and help things calm. However, if talking doesn't work or it's not safe, it's best to simply remove yourself from the situation until things calm down. I had to learn this. It is not the time when things are escalated to teach a lesson, to convince them of your position or convince them that you still love them or get them to agree with you. Emotions can flare and it can be hard to think through the best way to respond in the moment. That's why planning ahead is key. I've provided a three-part video mini course to get you started called Safety First. You can grab it on my website at donbackett.com today for free. Thank you.
you for listening to this episode of Second Mom's Circle. You can read the companion blog post and more at the website at dawnbaggett.com. Also, please leave a review and follow the podcast if you found this valuable. I'm Dawn Baggett, and as always, keep learning, keep growing, and keep loving.